thing. So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically do such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Sunday night edition of the People's Talk Show. And I uh, wanted to connect just to uh, share some thoughts in reference to uh, (laughs) how the media is trying to sell us on a very old and outdated uh, governance model, structure, you name it. This whole uh, UK (laughs) feudal system that they're trying to keep alive it uh, it's been bothering me all weekend so i figure i will connect and see who else uh believes that it's time to address some of the atrocities that have been committed by that particular bloodline and and uh just you know address the future or lack thereof for that particular direction in relations to uh the appointment of you know charles as the king and what does that actually mean in this current day and age so we're going to touch on that share a couple articles share my thoughts and definitely would love to get your thoughts just because it's been a very uh, emotional weekend just because the more I more history I dig up and the more I realize how much blood has been shed and how much devastation has been caused by the British monarchy. Uh, I want to put the question out there. Is it time to abolish that whole structure and the relevancy of that, uh, you know, family? We'll see. Anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, not sure how long I'll go. Just checking in tonight. I uh, wanted to definitely. Uh, share some stories or whatnot, point you in the direction of a couple of things that might be of interest to you before the week began, just because as always, uh, it's going to be more than enough stuff to talk about. I don't want to get uh, backtracked on having too many things to cover. But in your personal opinion, uh, of course, if you grew up in the Western Hemisphere, in particular in the U.S., you know we have a much different uh, viewpoint on the whole political structure and just the whole British monarchy in general. Uh, but when, when I was just looking at all the territories and nations that throughout the last several hundred years they've shown up on the shores of and colonizing uh those regions there you know just think about all the the lives that were lost and how to this day the idea of them removing an old currency bringing in a new currency at the same time the currency is not worth anything is it's just it's some things that really just i think we need to talk about Anyway, let me check in real quick. As always, I'll acknowledge a couple people. Let me know if you have any first-time viewers. Uh, definitely would love to acknowledge your presence. And when the phone lines open up, definitely give me a call. We'll love to hear from you guys directly. And so let me just check in real quick and see where it takes us tonight. We got Excalibur checking in. We got Jonathan Marsh. We got Steve Hall checking in. We got Kenneth Gibson. Uh, where are W? I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that. Forgive me. Joshua Carpenter checking in. Roger. Anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Let me just check in real quick. So uh, a lot of ar- articles here. And uh, just a question, at this current moment, given the circumstances the world is facing and to be confronted with an idea of a transition of a of a monarch at the same time, the rest of the world is uh, realizing that even though we've been sold a democracy based upon, especially here in America, you know, initially being a republic, how we're not witnessing anything of that nature and how this whole British British monarchy, which is supposed to be just a symbolical representation of whatever. But it doesn't seem like that. And the fact they're talking about uh, just, the, just the issues with this whole transition is really starting to get to me. Uh, you are back here. Appreciate you. So I apologize for that issues on my side. 
But uh, as always, for those who are plugged in, definitely make sure if you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. And I just want to jump right in, man, and just share a lot of headlines with you and uh, get your thoughts on some things. So let me just jump right in. And so I've been I was very active last uh, 48 hours uh, on Twitter, as well as in a Telegram cha- uh, channel, just trying to highlight some things. Uh, the more I the, the, the deeper I dive into uncovering some of the history that I just wasn't interested in until now. And when you when you see the millions of lives lost and how the British monarchy just basically looted every single country they went into. And I can forgive, but I can't forget, you know, it's just one of the things where as tough as it is to uh, try to cover up your past sins, you can never outlive, your, you know, the things that you've done in the past. And at this current moment, outside of one country that's wanting to address the the relationship with the monarchy in reference to uh, having Charles be the continual head of state. Uh, I'm I'm hoping and would love to see more nations that's under their territories decide to opt out because at this current moment, what good does it serve you to even have a symbolic figure in the form of a monarchy that really has no relevancy whatsoever in today and age, this day and age, like, even taking on a new form of currency with his face on it for what? And so I would love to see more nations decide to call out this archaic and not necessary political structure and ultimately return all the goods that were looted from nations throughout the last several hundred years back to their rightful owners, because not a single jewel, not a single asset really belongs to that particular family and it's just you know justice need to be served in this life preferably anyway let me just share with you a little bit uh so i'll put it up here uh so over the weekend i shared a five five minute clip and i actually put the link to this clip here down in the description but it's referred to as slavery colonization and the crown and it walks through a very interesting timeline of some of the most uh, you know, just some of the most, uh, most most egregious acts done by the monarchy within the last couple hundred years. And of course, it talks about India, the slave trade, you name it, and how even the, the admission of reparations for slave owners uh, to some nations, but nevertheless skipping over the fact and trying to make right or somehow trying to make right what was done to the actual uh, individuals that were referred to as slaves. And so a lot of just a lot of iffiness here, man, but this little interesting five minute clip here goes real deep into some, some history of the family itself. And, you know, there's no way of escaping this, man. This stuff needs to be dealt with, talked about. And, you know, this is definitely, in my opinion, a movement or a cause that people should, uh, pay more attention to as well as bring to the forefront. Like, unfortunately we won't see any, uh, you know, movements outside the, the palaces, anything like that. And on top of it, I'm trying to figure out how do people actually grow up in a system designed keeping a figure over you to the point where you call, you know, an individual king or queen uh, and put them in this higher status of life as if you're literally subservient to them in the form of a peasant type of situation and that to me that's you know that's what you know modern day slave mentality in, in my estimations 
But anyway, let me keep moving. I got lots of things I want to share. Uh, on so on my Twitter page, I you know was very active as I mentioned, just sharing a lot of things. But here's an interesting tweet here in reference to what happened in India, and we know that pretty much every place uh, that was colonized by the British Empire throughout the last several hundred years was completely looted and robbed, and, and you know probably millions of lives were taken. But yet at this current moment, nobody seems to really care or even want to talk about those things. And I think that's absolutely wrong. And there needs to be some people out there vocal and expressing their uh, concerns at the fact that at this current moment, I think every single every single wrong should be announced and accounted for. And then every you know, I'm probably getting a little, little, little. And I thought yesterday, especially I'm, I'm ranting a little bit. But yesterday I was extremely heated as I was watching and reading more and finding out the things that took place. And really irritated because the media is painting this transition like it's something that the rest of the world is supposed to care about. And I just I, I can't see the relevancy. I, I don't understand why. Who, you know, people die every single day. What makes this particular situation any different than anybody else? Because of the of the the history, the tradition of that particular system that is completely out of touch and out of is no is no place for that structure right now in this point in time, other than one. And then that plays into what I believe is the most important subject matter which happens to be you know, the, the, the actual king and king of kings as i put out there on that post but anyway i'm just i'm everywhere tonight but i wanted to do a live stream yesterday but i knew i was gonna be a little bit too heated but anyway uh let's start let's start off with some articles here it's so it says why king charles the third's portrait will face in the opposite direction on the new money and so real quick here Give you a, give you an idea of some figures out there just because they're going to be calling in those notes and coins and issuing new but give you some figures it says uh there are 4.5 billion banknotes worth 80 billion and 29 billion in coins in circulation bearing the queen's head and so they will remain legal tender but gradually phase out for a design chosen by the new king so here we got some old coins here and then this is a mock up of what could be considered one of the new coins but think about just this particular coin here say this could be a you know this could be the british version and mind you there's 14 other colonies that also have coins and notes with the queen's face on it which will be rebranded redone and charles image put on top of it and just to let you know like for, for those i put out a uh a um what you call it a, a image earlier talking about just you know it bothers me to even associate the word king with a, with a human being at this current, you know, in this current day and age to call somebody a king. I just, I personally, I don't feel comfortable calling another man, the flesh and blood man, king. You know what I'm saying? Like literally when I think of king, I think of, you know, biblical king, Yeshua king. I don't think about another man who put on his pants the same way I do in the morning type of thing. So I, you know, I, I won't be referring to him as king. If I can help it, just, you know, intense. But anyway, point in case is if you even just think about the chemical composition of this particular coin here, say if this is a, you know, I don't know, one pound, five pound, whatever it might be. Not familiar with the you know British uh, pound. But anyway, just the chemical composition is predominantly nickel and copper. <laughs> so it probably costs more to create that coin. Uh, no, actually, the chemical composition of that coin is worth more than the actual face value of it, especially given the current conditions that we're experiencing now. Uh, with the <laughs> CPI figures and inflation going running rampant in most places, so I can I, I can probably imagine how they will not be looking to utilize this particular model for currency moving forward, just because nickel costs and copper 
and everything needed to create those coins cost more than the face value of it, especially in the U.S. But anyway, here, I'm everywhere tonight. Just thought I would just log in. And so it says here, Charles Image will face left the opposite direction due to a 17th century tradition that the direction must alternate for each new monarchy. So while the queen's image faces the right, her sons will face left due to a 17th tradition tradition that the direction must alternate for, new, for every new monarchy. They must switch the direction the image faces. And so I thought this was interesting because outside of the gold and silver uh, coins that will be minted, whether it be in Australia, whether it be in the UK or Canada, which will take on the uh, Charles's image, the regular notes and currency in circulation, worthless paper, literally, like other than just being able to be spent in real time, holding them for the long run, you're guaranteed to lose out just like every other fiat currency as we're witnessing this transition. Um, and so the Britannica coins is 99 silver is a great coin, no doubt. And that's where like, unless it's actual lawful money in the form of gold and silver, and of course you got platinum out there as well with, with this new image on there, I wouldn't be one to really want to hold those things for long. But anyway, I thought it was just worth bringing to your attention that his image will face the opposite direction of his mother's and keep it going right along. Cause I'm curious to get your guys thoughts uh, and hear from you directly. Got a couple articles up here. So here's just something else I, I thought I would bring your attention. Call grows for the return of crown jewels to India and Africa after queen's death. And so, as I mentioned, every, every, just because this, 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 the, the, how things, I mean, just how, just like, just going back throughout history, just as this is just how things were operating under a monarchy system or a feudalistic size, a feudalistic system for the most part, every single jewel is, would be considered a blood diamond type of situation. But yet you'll never hear those words associated with what is worn around her neck or anything of the like. So every single diamond inside of this crown here more than likely came from Africa or somewhere where they went in and oppressed, enslaved, and any rebellion was basically taken down, i.e. you know, take, people were killed and tortured to extract though that the wealth to then bring back it bring it back to UK, which UK and I don't mean to be harsh tonight, but to my knowledge, UK, the United Kingdom itself, just that region has produced nothing of significant value. To my knowledge, I could be 100 percent wrong other than probably sheep and goat. And but yet everything that is in the possession of this particular monarch came from somewhere else in which they colonized. And nobody seems to really be out here pitching a fit demanding justice <laughs> at this current time. But the media is trying to spin us on the fact that the world needs to uh, and prepare and celebrate the transition as if like, what is it relevant to us in this day and age? Anyway, more articles here real quick. Uh, but here is something that I hope develops more. A Caribbean nation will vote on removing King Charles III as head of state. Its prime minister says, as the queen death sparks new debate on the impact of colonialism. And so just to give you guys an idea, because I this is just me doing a little bit of research on my side, just because I wasn't interested until now. So here's a visual aid here to give you an idea of 
the impact and the nations that have been colonized over the last several centuries and just put yourself in a situation of how it took place and the lives that were ruined all in the name of the queen or the king or whatever. And think about the condition of those nations as we speak, in particular, India, Africa, and especially the islands. You know, it just is unbelievable, unbelievable poverty in a lot of those nations. But where did all that wealth go? It went to a small island, <laughs> the UK, to a family that didn't work a day in their life, didn't earn, didn't deserve anything other than just that was how tradition carried itself on. But anyway, as you guys see at the bottom here, it says member. The dark blue is the member of the Commonwealth of Nations. And then to the right where it says it about on the British Overseas Territories and Crown Dependencies. So there's two distinctions here. The Commonwealth of Nations makes up a organization that's still in operation today of about 52 nations that were all formerly and probably some currently, probably some of the territories in there as well, all former properties of the monarchy. And outside of you know, over the last couple of years, so this is just me doing a little, little homework on my side here. I'll actually go back to this article here because it gives you an interesting little bit of history here as to how over the years things has changed. Let me go back here. Let me find it here. Anyway, I probably won't be able to find it, but it just, you know, start 1950, 1950, at the beginning of her reign in the early 50s, maybe I think 17 or so countries decided to opt out. And they formulated that Commonwealth of Nations for the purpose of not completely letting them go, but just shuffling up the narrative in which they were going to give them the illusion of freedom. But while also the crown being head of state still ultimately meaning that as long as you have their as long as you use their currency, you were always taxed and expected to pay tribute back to the king or to the queen. So ultimately, you weren't really free. You were given an illusion of freedom by being able to elect certain people, but yet ultimately the crown had the final say. So like, just like now with the other four, I think 14 or so uh, British territories where they have prime ministers and, and the illusion of freedom, but yet no real say so in anything. Cause everything is pretty much done on their behalf and done for them. Anyway, this is an interesting article here because it gives more detail and it says, as of right now, they're expecting to begin voting and things of, of that nature. Hope to have it done within the next three years. <laughs> which we know is uh, probably not going to be too easy to do. But anyway, another nation is using the currency. Here's another one. Uh, Charles' secession stirs Caribbean calls for reparations, the removal of the monarch as the head of state. And so hopefully more nations jump on board and decide to uh, deal with those issues and try to get compensation for all the things that were stolen from them throughout the last couple hundred, uh, last hundred years or so especially anyway i got a couple more articles here then i open the phone lines we'd love to hear what you guys say so let's let's talk about a little bit where the wealth is going where the looted wealth is going it says how will the queen's fortune be divided among the royal family queen elizabeth II's personal fortune was estimated to be around 500 million u.s dollars now the question as to how it will be split between her children and her grandchildren's awaits an answer and so it just talks a little bit about some figures here so here we got uh, her personal fortune is estimated at 500, while the for, uh, fortune of her son, Charles, is estimated to be at about 400 million. The overall worth of the entire royal family is estimated to be around 28 billion dollars. So, 28 billion dollars of 
assets of net worth of work overall worth and looted properties diamonds jewels you name it things that i'm not even familiar with is you know is basically being allocated as their possessions and it goes on a more talking about how some of the grandkids this that 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 whatever 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 okay yeah so the reason i want to even talk about this is just because i want to bring the question out there at this current moment given the world we live in the issues the world is facing, I, I find it very, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around the idea that people are still even acknowledging an individual as a king and giving any respect and and, and, and and paying homage to an individual who in reality is no different than anybody else other than just the way it's been, the way it's been tradition, traditionary to do things for the last several hundred years. And it's just, man, just that just, it just irks me to hear and see all this, how they're trying to sell the world on this, but yet it's all, you know, it's literally just, it's, it's a modern day version of slavery that continues on because all, every single territory that's in the possession of the Royal family, ultimately the funds trickle back to the UK, even though they're not calling the shots outright, the people are still paying for using the currencies as well as just, yeah, yeah, it just anyway. Um, King uh, Charles is in bed with Claw Swap. Oh no, no, hundred percent, like a hundred percent. Yeah, I I played his little speech, basically saying how the world needs to get ready for, you know, everything they're working towards. Whoever the entity that they're referring to, giving complete power to, giving trillions of dollars to. So, stolen wealth is not real wealth, a hundred percent. But yet, as of right now. It belongs to a particular family that, and that's the thing, like what bothers me the most is that they didn't have to work for a single thing they have. It was all stolen. So they are, they are what would be considered the modern day, that whole activity would be considered modern day terrorist type stuff. They, you know, just the whole idea of colonization is is real intriguing to me just because they invaded every single nation that they colonized and they basically brought the culture of the UK into those nations, ransacked all the real world wealth in the name of the queen or the king at that time, and just killed millions of people, enslaved everybody. Like the continent of Africa, they were heavy funders providing, you know, it was a business model. And it's just, you know, we're, <laughs> yeah. anyway. So, long story short, how do people how do we and is it possible to begin talking about having some discussions on ways to address this particular governance model or structure that has no place in today's society or or does it could i be completely wrong just because i don't have any connection directly with any allegiance towards that particular format but then again it is a prime it is a great example of what believers in Christ will have somewhat of a, you know, of, of a taste of, but in a completely different manner, like, you know, not a single person in the British monarchy would ever die for your sins, would ever do anything uh, to, <laughs> to better your life overall, other than keep you as a peasant or a serf. And speaking of which, let me get to real quick and I'm open to phone lines. Let me get to a couple more of my little tweets because I've been tweeting up a storm as of late. Uh, 
so let me just share some tweets with you real quick. So I put this out, I think it was yesterday. I said, all the wealth of the crown belongs to the nations ransacked and exploited for century. Charles Secession stirs Caribbean call and whatever. So just share my concerns on how the wealth needs to be redistributed back to his rightful owners. And then here's a here's another little caveat that has gone on the radar. And so this is from Fortune magazine. It says the queen's personal assets will now be passed down to Charles once he officially takes the throne. And due to a special legal clause that aims to avoid erosion of the royal family's wealth, he won't have to pay the 40 percent inheritance tax inheritance tax. So everyone else has to pay the inheritance tax, but not the monarchy because of this special clause that only the elite and the privileged <laughs> the Royals would be able to receive. And so in this current day and age where all the governments are talking about inclusion and making sure everything is, everybody has a chance and equal share and equal all this, how does this particular political structure still remain intact without being addressed? Because there's nothing about inclusive inclusiveness here. When you're separating classes, you have the, those who are able to have special clauses to avoid paying taxes while all the rest of the peasants and serfs, are expected to pay inheritance taxes and every type of other tax. So what I said was, if this does not infuriate people, I don't know what would. There should be an instant call to abolish the British monarchy and restore all ill-gotten riches to the citizenry. All the assets have been transferred, uh, represent the labor, bloodshed, and tears of millions. But then again, we got about uh, you know 11 retweets and even uh, Mario said maybe they should abolish both inheritance taxes and the monarchy. monarchy. <laughs> so a lot of people going back and forth, uh, you know, sharing their thoughts on that. Anyway, uh, another one here, and then I'll spare you that. Uh, let me see what we got here. Okay, so this is what I shared this morning. And like I mentioned, like last couple of hours, I've just been, last day or two, just been real in my feelings about just how just, just how people need to just be pissed at this anyway so i shared this little visual aid talking about the feudal pyramid of power and on the side here talks about food and services protection uh military service money and, and knights and on the right hand side of it land 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 and the fact that this is the system that people are acknowledging but when you call another human being another man a king you're basically saying that he's he has some form of importance it resembles the same structure here because every single thing that it considered his came from the system that we're talking about right now. So I said, if you are willing to call another man king, you must also be willing to accept the fact that he, that you're more than likely view, viewed as his peasant. And then a couple of people share some thoughts. And let me see. One of them says, somebody said, let me real quick here. Uh, Somebody said, unfortunately, there's plenty of people in the UK with the, with that mentality. Look at the crowds and the unquestioning subservient to the authority that a big reason. That's a big reason why the mess we're in and why it always going to why it's a why it's why it'll get a whole lot worse. And so as we look in and seeing crowds of people in the streets and celebrating, I'm thinking like, think about this, a kingdom. Or, and a king is is, in, is embodied within the land and territory he owns. And so the fact that he owns or has rights or head of state over a modern day version of saying still has claim to all these territories here and his face will be on the new, do, new instruments that will be used as currency lets us know that 
we're in the same system, just in a new in a new gig. Anyway, I'm going on and on and on. But uh, let me open the phone lines. I have a couple articles here, but I'll spare you guys that. But uh, abolishing the monarchy. Will there be any cause to do that? Or is it just a, a pipe dream for some? And for my people who grew up under the British monarchy, if there's anybody out there tuning in, does it, does it, you know, given the circumstances we are experiencing, does it bother you at all? Or, or is it just a way of life and it's acceptable, it's cool, has, you know, whatever? Because ultimately, every single thing about it, every single monetary unit, every single note with the queen or soon to be king's face, it's their property. Like it is, you know, think about this, it's his image. And so a part of it through some form of taxation, whether it's outright or underneath things that we don't even know about how they're funneling funds back to the monarchy. And I'd assume I haven't dived deep into it yet, but a, a good portion of the income that comes back to the monarchy in the form of like residual recurring monthly or yearly annual payments from their territories is because of the system that's under play. And they're talking about it, it's symbolic. It doesn't really have the same, you know, weight as it did 200 years ago when the king or queen owned everything. Bull crap. Hello, Carlos. What's name we calling from? Yeah, Mike. Steve. Steve, how you doing, my friend? Hey, I, I certainly wouldn't trust any family, any family that um, that's related to, to Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fact you claim that as well, so. Yeah, man, and it's just you know. So I'm just talking about stuff on the surface, man. But it goes a lot darker and demonic than I don't even know. But it just bothers me that oh, people yeah, are man. still brainwashed by this crap. On top of the bootleg system they gave us of a two party system, you know. What I'm <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind, man? Did, did, did you see the David Ike take on that? Uh, DBC. I don't think so. I've watched a couple of clips, but I'm not sure what what you're referring to. Yeah, it was on the ninth. It was on the ninth. Uh, I, I just resent it to you because I wasn't sure if you saw okay, it or not. Me, so it's in your email. Okay, let me if grab you it. can put that. If you can, yeah, if you can drop that uh, in the thing to the guys. Uh, David Ike uh, talks about the the royal family mm-hmm. uh, and and some of their and some of their nonsense um, and all the rest of that. Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, clip. Uh, I'll put it in the Telegram channel. Yeah, and also, as I mentioned, for those who are just jumping in, I started off talking about a five-minute uh, clip that I put in the uh, – I put the link beneath the video here, but it's just a real detailed clip just showing some of the atrocities that took place uh, under her reign. And it's just it – just, it, it, it's, what, it, it, what, it's what got me fired up in the first place when I saw about – heard about all the lives that were lost, you know, and I'm just – Anyway, so if you want to see that little clip, I'll put that in the, in the description as well. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And and, and um, there's a character, the character that uh, called J- Jimmy Seville. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was a DJ or something over there. Yeah, um, uh, real famous dude. On, on he was on TV for like 30, 40 years mm-hmm. over there. Uh, you know, uh, real close friends with the with the royal family. Yeah, and I. You know, all the pedophile stuff was coming out. Um, and thank goodness, I, I don't know about the timing, but uh, Netflix yeah. just recently, fairly recently, came out with a documentary. It's a two-part documentary mm-hmm. on Jimmy Seville. And they go, they talk about him and the royal family. So people may want to check that out. Um, uh, it, it just came out it just came out recently. Okay, um, let me, uh, I see something here. So let me put it on the screen here so for people can see. 
So Jimmy Savile, a British horror story. So came out uh, yeah, season yeah, one. It. But. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, it it's a, it's, it, there's only two parts to it. There's the, the, they're an hour each. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just not finishing it up myself, and I just happened to be flipping through my phone and yeah. saw that you were on. I was like, oh, let me stop watching this for yeah. a minute. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. <laughs> and, and, and a call. Anyway, anyway, that's about it. But yeah, check out the the the, uh, the, the David Icke thing. Yeah. And, and check out on Netflix the Jimmy Seville. Yeah, good stuff, man. So, yeah, phone lines are open. Give me a call. Curious to hear your thoughts on this matter. Uh, if you got any people who live in British territories, uh, of course, if you grew up, if you were indoctrinated from childhood in the educational system, where everything was centered around, you know, God bless the queen and everything was catered towards the monarchy just from childhood. I can understand how it's a lot easier to accept uh, the uh, the mental conditioning that was given to you just because the only way that this model has been able to last for so long is because after so many years, it becomes ingrained. It's all, you know, and that's why I think here growing up in the U S to where, you know, we have probably something, the, the best version of what we would call freedom in the meantime. That's why I think my viewpoint on that style of governance is, is already failed. And on top of that, witnessing in real time, what we have now in the U S is failing just because it's all a damn lie. All right, let's go. Keep talking. Give me a call here. Uh, even let me see here. It says even years after the death penalty was abolished in Britain, Elizabeth was still signing death penalties, even for petty theft in the Caribbean colonies. Really? Okay. Didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. And so all those colonies or quote unquote territories where she was head of state, and I'm still trying to get down to the nitty gritty of everything, but all the territories where Charles will become or remain as head of state, uh, those territories, I guess, I, I assume being head of state gives you say so and how things operate, even though you don't have outright dictator type decisions that you can make, but ultimately you probably, they probably can and will, but everything is catered to make sure that they are appeased first rather than the will of the people. But then again, that's the system that everybody grew up in and that's how things have remained. So uh, yeah, good stuff that I wasn't familiar with that. And one thing I was doing before I actually went live was just throughout the day, just brushing up and trying to familiarize myself with just the whole structure there, just because, you know, from the biblical standpoint, the kingdom concept in the form of the monarchy, the way that it will be given to us in the future, got a great examples from the Roman empire. The British monarchy can be, you know, utilized, but then again, on a completely different level, because ain't no righteousness, ain't no justice and nothing like that in the current structure we have, but it isn't to come. Uh, let me see here. So Donald says black people have been colonized right here in America, Mike. Oh, hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And the more I dive into looking at how people in the UK, especially are going along with this transition and actually emotionally involved in this whole process shows me how colonization is just not an actual physical occurrence. It becomes a mindset to where you can actually over, through time become comfortable with and for me and you know just become comfortable with your own entrapment to the point where getting out of it or being or recognizing it can be very hard 
Uh, let's get some more calls in. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Ed. How you doing, Mike? Yeah, doing good, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, you hit it right when you said this conditioning thing. It's like a slave mentality. You know, they used to have authority over these people and, and you know, uh, came down hard on their own people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and then now I think it's turned into some kind of fairy tale type thing where the British think they're special and they got the queen and the king and, mm-hmm. you know, all that pomp. You know, it's not good for nothing. But think about this. They tried to do that to us. Mm-hmm. We broke away. We broke away from, you know, taxation without... Uh, Representation, right? And look what we did with God on our side. We overtook them. We, 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 you know, we overtook them totally. Right. They bowed down to us financially. Right. But watch this though. Like, even though that is true from a historical standpoint, from what we were told, but if you look at the current structure we have today, we are taxing everything we do. We have a government of two parties that ultimately report to the same people above them. There's still a unforeseen force controlling them, just like the king openly controlled his territory throughout the several hundred years. So are we really any different other than having the illusion of choice? But ultimately every dollar you earn goes, it's broken up several pieces and heads back to its master. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's better than, it's better than, you know, being outright under a other under a king. But then again, we all still answer to somebody with what we do with our time, energy, and effort. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I still, that bothers right. me, yeah, I still, that still bothers me. <laughs> oh, it does me too, but that didn't start in 1776. That started in 19, you know, whatever, when they started the federal you know, income tax. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, that's only been going on for about 100 years. You know, they just slowly, you know, bring that evil in on us. Yeah. But, you know, are we any different than when you were talking about colonization and all that? Mm-hmm. You know, we go overtake countries where we try to overtake Vietnam. You know, we go and die. Iraq, right, and you know, tear that country up, kill millions of people, and right. you know, we looted Libya when we went over there and killed Gaddafi. They had more gold than they know what to do with, right? You know, so you know, we do the same thing. It, it's all you know. Satan orchestrates, gets his job done with the love of money mm-hmm. and the love of power. And he orchestrates all these people who are willing to fall for that mm-hmm. to do his deeds. Right, hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call, my friend. Uh, you too. Yep. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let me see here. So feel free to give me a call. Would love, love to hear your thoughts on this thing. Uh, is it time to abolish the British monarchy? And will we hear calls to do such? I think with the uh, certain territories, uh, or not certain, but you know, and you know, one particular territory, uh, talking about uh, reparations is a is a start. But uh, will we see more? Let me actually grab an article real quick and so I can dive into it deeper. Give me one second here. Uh, let me see here. So this is just it's a, it's some interesting history here to see uh, what's been taking place forever. Let me go here. I mean, so here's the article here that I mentioned. It says Charles Secession stirs Caribbean calls to remove monarch as a head of state. So my question is, What's the purpose of having him transition as a head of state if it's just meant to be a symbolic figure? So that's how we know it's just not symbolic whatsoever. So give you an idea here. It says earlier this year, some Commonwealth leaders uh, expressed unease at the summit in the Kigal, Rwanda, about the passage of the leadership of the 54 Nation Club from the Elizabeth to Charles. So basically these 50, so this club here, 
Let me share it with you here. So the Commonwealth Network, it says, welcome to the Commonwealth of Nations, which is the modernized version of the British former colonies, all packaged under one so-called organization, which to me just spells a modern day version of given the illusion of freedom, but yet ultimately having still control through this entity. But here, the Commonwealth of Nations comprise of 2.2 billion citizens, 20% of global trade in its 53 countries. And so this is the same territories I was referring to where the crown still has a much stronger and authoritative voice than their own prime ministers and so-called elected officials, the illusion of elected officials here. So think about that. 2.2 billion people ultimately still in some form or fashion report back to the crown. So would it surprise us one bit that they're wanting to be removed from uh, the monarchy? Not at all. So real quick here, let me give you some some things here that really caught my attention. Some details here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, and let me see. It gave the details. Give me one second here. Uh, maybe it might be the article. But the article I was referring to gave details as to nope, I, don't, I didn't I didn't have it. Anyway, enough ranting. Let's get to some more calls. Feel free to let me know what's in mind. Uh Queen's funeral will cost taxpayers over a billion dollars. Over a billion, oh, hundred percent. No. Yeah, it, but it's the Queen's money though. It has her face on it. So ultimately speaking, there's no amount that this it's no amount of this too much to handle the the family's business. Every single note. With some with with the with the royal family's image on it, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's there. So, and uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let me see here. Grateful Prepper says, "If everything that happened in the past, good, bad, and ugly, didn't happen, none of us would be here now." Hmm. That's a interesting way of looking at it. And ultimately speaking, that you know has a little. I, I can see that. And ultimately, it's not more so where we've been, but it's where we're going. And I think a lot of what I'm talking about here has more to do with just people who are supporting and actually going along with this transition period from a queen to a king, how literally they have not learned one bit about just how that whole structure has hindered them more than it's helped them, especially in the UK with gas prices, energy bills, they talk in a, yeah, it's only going to get more expensive with that. They're talking about using a king's currency. Come on now. Uh, da, 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 let me see what else we got. 1913. Uh, we liberate. We should stop paying taxes. Uh, Ed, man, that is that is a that is a great idea. Biggest thing is getting it, getting getting traction and getting the message out to a lot of people to where it really makes a difference. Because right now, it can start off as a small pocket. I'll say a hundred or so people, nobody paying attention to it. But yet once it gets the attention of the masses, i.e. several thousand, couple million, then you got some going. So I believe me, anything that uh, allows us to take back what's rightfully ours, I'm definitely game with talking about that. Uh, behave the way they do. Uh, Donald Muhammad, feel free to give me a call. Donald would definitely love to get your thoughts directly. It says the logical question to ask, the logical question to ask would be, why do Caucasian people behave the way they do? Uh, Donald, feel free to let us know why you believe it's, uh, you know, that's the case. I think uh, 
I mean, from a historical standpoint, we can utilize that statement. But in real terms today, uh, evil, you know, I ain't never seen a say I, I've never saw, you know, demonic forces and Satan discriminate on who he's going to use. Anybody's a willing party, no matter what color you are, uh, he'll definitely use you. You can sign up for you. You can definitely sign up for his services. Uh <laughs> <laughs> low blood pressure i don't pay taxes i got six kids 11k refund that's a different way of uh, making sure you don't pay taxes <laughs> but yeah we get you though uh you lose your home don't pay taxes you lose your home All right so there's consequences to it that's what i'm saying like unless it's a, a a a a major movement where you get lots of traction and lots of people all included to really make a dent then on top of that it'll just be a, a individual crackdown on you the, the person and you'll be made an example of that's how locked up they got this system right now. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, black slavery reparations in the USA is coming too. Um, I can see reparations being mentioned sooner than later. Uh, the question is, will it come before UBI or will it come after UBI and be a little bit extra so we know that $2,000 is the preferred amount based upon the Boost Act. Look it up, B-O-O-S-T Act. Let me just pull it up real quick for those who may not be familiar with it. This is a legislation that was put out there uh, at the beginning of everything. Uh, let me see here. So let me just grab this real quick here. Oops, and it looks like it was taken down. So <laughs> Rashida Tlaib, watch this. So Rashida Tlaib is one of the Congress women that brought this forth, the Boost Act, and it was on her page, but all of a sudden it was taken down. But she was a proponent of giving everybody $2,000 during this emergency youth authorization time frame so that people could have their livelihood supported. But it looks like something's changed. But the legislation is still out there. It's sitting on the desk waiting to be approved. So long story short, UBI is, is guaranteed just because it's going to be the transitionary method they use to get people out of the old system. If, when the banks go under or the currency, actually outright currency has some type of issues. It's going to be the transition to the CBDC. So they could give people, you know, of color a chance to uh, get a little bit more. So I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Anyway, phone lines, phone lines aren't ringing, man. We got a lot of, we got a lot of people tuning in about 200 people tuning in. If you haven't already hit that thumbs up button, but give me a call, man. I want to hear your voice. Throw some questions out there. You know, I have other than people expressing their concerns as well. You know, should the British monarchy actually be abolished? Like, should there be discussions now from territories or other nations in general, even though we, you know, we will never see it from any G7 nations, G20 nations, because they all know that they all know the real game is going on. But the territories, especially should be the ones out here pitching a fit. Cause if you look at it like this, if, you know, if we have one nation, looking to pitch a fit to remove to remove the crown as the head of state, then we can get more. And if the, the more there are, the better the chance of those nations uh, actually having an issue. But just for those, I, I, it says uh, uh, the primary minister. No, let me see here. No, let me see here. Yep, it's the wrong article. I'll keep going to the wrong article. Anyway, what else we got here? I mean, first generation white American, why do I have to pay? <laughs> uh pay what taxes or pay what exactly what do you mean you're paying what 
Uh, we play slave tax. It's called welfare. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a slave tax because uh, it's it's you know it's 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 available to anybody. <laughs> so uh, I, I think the reparation side of things will be more sore. It's going to be it's going to come from the radical left, and they're going to put it out there at some time, utilizing some type of event. When it comes to using race as the ultimate divider, it's just going to be an event that occurs where they're going to say it's time to just pay people for their past atrocities, past offenses. Uh, here's a good question here. Uh, WF agenda under Charles is going to pick up steam. Joshua, 100 percent. And so here's my thing. Charles is early 70s. I think he's 70 years old. If I'm not yeah, 70 years and died. No, I think Charles is early 70s. And so his, you know, give or take, you know, how much longer he has, you know, for his legacy, I would imagine this is just me thinking the way that that entity would probably think, you know, wanting to solidify his legacy, knowing that he may not have the time he would like to have to actually complete his life's mission, which I'm assuming has to do with the World Economic Forum and all the things that come from that. So I can imagine they're going to pick up steam right away as far as trying to usher in new types of things, it's going to be completely radical. He wants to put his foot on things, put his stamp on things. Hello, Carl, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, pay me money back. It's clean Texas. Pay me money back. What's going on, my man? And I just wanted to bring up a couple key points. I was, let's go to the king. Now you were talking about how they should give back all the assets to the other countries. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing... I'm doing some research, and uh, if you're going to tell them to give back the assets, we got to give back assets to people, too. Okay. Like, it won't just stop there, because you got to go back to, let's go to Gaddafi, mm-hmm. when he tried to go to the gold standard. Mm-hmm. A, we doing a lot of stuff Gaddafi doing if people pay attention. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is, when we went into Libya, Obama seized over $30 billion worth of assets from Libya. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So not only that is Gaddafi had his citizens on around about four hundred and fifty dollars of universal um universe based income. Mm-hmm. We trying to do the same thing. Right. With with our with our country. So I'm just saying before we point fingers at everybody else, we gotta clean up our own backyard. Oh. You know, so <laughs> and that'd be that'd be wishful thinking. You know, what I'm saying like, so I, I know it's more talk than anything else because I, I don't expect to see any type of change in this life. But it's just the fact that you know having these type of discussions would be helpful to get some people to question and wake up, especially on 9/11 today. So we got to definitely touch on that as well. But anyway, uh, yeah, you know, we we got a lot of dirt. You know, not I'm not saying we, but our country definitely is the new colonizer, new enslaver of the world, i.e. through our currency and plus everything else. So the blood is shed, this blood that's been shed by our own military here in the name of, you know, democracy is, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, yeah, we got, we got a lot of bodies on our account too. So I, I feel you. That's true. And one more thing, when we were talking about the money of the king and the coins and stuff, mm-hmm. if you pay attention to our money, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the new quarter, George Washington is no longer going the way he was. He's facing the opposite way of which uh, Abraham Lincoln is facing on the penny now, if you notice that. Mm, I have not. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Slight yeah, cunning they, trickery. They, they reversed. They reversed. 
Yeah, they reversed George Washington's the way he's facing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me. Okay, so I didn't pay attention to that. So I put I put in quarter, and so I see here. There's the. So here we got the older quarter, and then I see an image here with the new quarter. I'm not sure American woman could. I don't know what this is, but so yeah, I see just a reversal here. Okay, that's so definitely that's symbolic of something. That's I mean that's something behind the scenes that you know. Yeah, I'm sure we got some people out there who can give us their suspicions as to what that means, but yeah. <laughs> Somebody told me a while back, and this is just speculation. I don't know. It hasn't been proven. Mm-hmm. They said if you look at all the silver, if you look at the dime, the nickel, and the quarter, they all face one direction. If you look at the penny, Abraham's facing the opposite direction. And mm-hmm. they said that it symbolizes that uh how the world uh, how the government turned his back on abraham lincoln for for uh, allegedly freeing the slaves it shows how he was on a different page versus the the agenda it shows that he was against the agenda basically yeah but like i said that's hearsay right right i've heard i've heard different narratives to abraham lincoln's role and the usher issuance of the greenback and things of that nature. So I've heard that the, he was a trader side of it. He was, you know, issuing that for the banker's sake. And I heard the other side of it where he was actually trying to get away from the bankers by issuing a debt-free, no interest, you know, U.S. currency directly. But of course it failed because here we are now, a Federal Reserve note. <laughs> but uh, so I, I, you know, once again, it's all hearsay because nobody alive was there. And all we have is, you know, redoctored information through academia and you can't trust that either. So... <laughs> Uh, this is true. Man, this man, is man. true. Anyway, man. But no, appreciate your call, man. Hey, not a problem. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, so, yeah, let your thoughts be heard, man. This is a talk show. I want to definitely hear from you guys. Just uh, having a little discussion tonight, talking about the monarchy and how people are willing to call another man king. Like I personally, I just, it just, I just don't feel comfortable calling another man who puts on his pants every morning the same way I do king because he hasn't done nothing for me and he's taken more from the world than he's given that's just my opinion and uh that's just something i want to definitely make that just want to voice my opinion on that i'm sure others may think different uh let me see what we got here feel free says no way over reparations uh sweden is greater than no way in italy owe me reparations for enslaving my ancestors i want cash now (laughs) yeah Slavery just isn't limited to race. It's definitely happened throughout history. Indentured troops, indentured servants, and you know, you name it, man. So, yeah, not in this life, unfortunately. I'm saying, and the one to come. That's what I'm believing the Lord for. But in the meantime, when you see evil, address it head on. Call it out for what it is. We live by uh, another man's rules. What's the difference? God, our Creator, made the rules. A hundred percent. But it's one of the things where if you see evil, if you see something that just really irks your spirit to sit around and not talk about it or not try to shine light on evil. To me, it's just as being it's just as much as being complicit and being compliant with it. And even though if you can't do anything about it, just the idea of letting your voice be heard on a subject matter is you utilizing your freedom to express your displeasure and unapproval in the circumstances. And that's kind of what this was about. <laughs> Brother Broker says, Mike, do they put their pants on? Um, I, to my knowledge, they both got to, they, they lay down flat at night, they get out, they turn in the morning, they put their feet on the ground. 
same way I do, unless something happens different. Let's say once again, them people, yeah, I, I, I'd be going far left field with a 10 four hat on if I shared my, you know, my, my, my real thoughts. But anyway, uh, let me see what else we got here. Biden said he defeated big Pharma. Okay. So let me, uh, so it is, it is nine 11. It is nine 11. Uh, so let me just, yeah. And so I want to share this with you as well. And I, I still, of course, today it's only natural hashtag. I never forget, but you know, it's, it's, this is here. There was, this was shared earlier from uh what's his name? Uh, Luke Radowski. And so as you guys can see here, never forget the South and the North, but then again, the seventh world trade center seven was something they want you to forget. <laughs> so uh, a lot of, saw a lot of people today going back and forth. And once again, here we are 22 years later, 21 years later, people are still like, Oh, that's your conspiracy. Said, oh man. Da, da, da. Okay. But by people being vocal, expressing their opinions and thoughts and showing video footage and stuff like that has brought more people to the light to realize that you can't trust your government. You know, what we're experiencing on the surface is a governance crisis. And so they are lying to us more now than they ever have. And we haven't seen the worst yet. This is just how the system goes. Joshua Carpenter said, Mike, doesn't it say in the Bible to obey the king and queen? Pretty sure I read that. It does say obey ruling, ruling authorities 100%, as well as render unto Caesars what Caesar in reference to paying taxes. So that is 100% factual. And so it's one thing to walk in respect and compliance with, which, of course, I, with my own current government, you know, I, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pay taxes. I do everything in accordance to the law. But then again, if I don't agree with what and how they conduct their affairs, I can let my voice be heard. So I am walking within the parameters of being a law abiding citizen. And I do pray for the current administration and the men and women in positions of power over this nation. But then again, if I don't agree with what they say or do or you know, whatever, I'm going I'm to let you know that. So uh, I'm not saying be disobedient and just be disrespectful and all that other stuff. That's, that's, you know, that's not biblical itself, but I, I get your point though. Uh, Donald says, come on, Mike, you downplay what has been done to black people. Every chance you get, nobody has perpetrated the evil then that these Caucasian people have done and continue to do, uh, downplay, uh, says that she has been, you downplay what has been done to black people. Every chance you get, See, once again, Donald, you know, the, the biggest thing is, man, like, you know, you, you and I, you know, everybody's at a different point in their spiritual walk and their, their, just their experience in life in general. And so, you know, everything, every issue, every angle you bring to the table, you see through the lens, eye lens of color. And I can be, I express numerous times that, you know, I don't see through the same lenses or viewpoints in regards to color. I see sin as sin, evil as evil. I prefer to not associate with a particular skin tone, whether it's extremely melanated or no melanin. I see the contents of an individual's heart. And as I always mention, you know, if we did not have vision and we only could see into the spirit realm of things, when we see demonic forces or angelic forces, there's no color. There's no race in the spirit realm. So it, I find it hard to just talk about one particular angle as if it doesn't exist on all fronts. Asians, Chinese, green, black, blue, Satan uses everybody equally. He doesn't discriminate. So how can I discriminate? So, 
you know, I get your point, but you know, as I mentioned before, we won't be able to see clearly on this topic just because, you know, you, you know, you see through one set of lens, I see through a completely different. So we're going, we're never going to meet up at the same point, my friend. So, but I, I get your point, and that's why it's the people's talk show. Feel free, let your let your let your voice be heard. Uh, evil is evil, man, and you know it does. It's not just restricted to Caucasians. You know, I know a lot. You know, I keep it to myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm missing calls. Forgive me. Let me get this call in. So we're about the hour point too. So it's kind of late. Uh, crack dealers. Mike isn't hanging out with crack dealers tonight, bro. <laughs> uh, none of that, man. Let's keep it respectful. We all are the same tribe. Ultimately, we all recognize evil. And we all want the best for our brothers and sisters. And so, it's all love, man. It's all love. The real enemy happens to be the controlling forces at in, at the top of this pyramid of power that I always show. Let me see if I can find that pyramid. Uh, got deleted. Discord got deleted. Can't get it. But anyway, man, you know, as I mentioned before, at the essence of everything, it's a spiritual battle. You got to pick a side. We got good and evil out here working at the same time. And and, and according to the Bible, in the course of scripture, believers in Christ in the end win. During this process, it's going to be rough because the wheat and the tares grow together. But at some point, there's going to come a separation. And so in, in the meantime, we're going to see a lot of shady things, a lot of shady people, a lot of unimaginable things, atrocities that will take place. And yeah, just I, I'm still diving deep into revelations. And yeah, it's going to be a, a large, an unimaginable amount of life lost. And from now until the time the millennial kingdom is set up. So yeah, the biggest thing we can all do is make sure our spiritual house is in order. And that is in reference to who have you pledged your allegiance to? Is it the King of Kings or is it to some King Charles? <laughs> anyway, hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Rochester. I'm sorry? I said Rochester. Rochester. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I just want to talk about uh, Mike. Um, Talk about uh, the West falling apart. The left falling apart. And, yeah. Yeah, as far as um, spent for a long time. Right? Yeah. Like Hong Kong. And then, uh, what, China's got Hong Kong now? That was once um, a territory. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100% man and so like and that's another thing the whole political charades that this, this is being played out right now heading into fall as if the midterm is going to produce some type of different result and you know an example of the the uh, of how people are being hood, hoodwinked here in Michigan I got you know Tudor, Tudor Dixon or whoever she is and, Gret- and Gret- Gretchen Whitmer the two choices for government one is extreme left one is supposedly extreme right and they're giving us the choice that we have just two women to be the leader of our state and it's all based upon abortion. Their primary topics are abortion. Like right now in Michigan, I've been bombarded with abortion ads. And I'm thinking like, dude, like, is this the best you can do? Like in the fact that people believe that that is choice. Whereas in two years ago, people hated Whitmer. They were saying that she was one and done. She's the worst governor. Now, because they put an extreme right person in, in appearance, they make her look like a saint. They make Gretchen Whitmer look like a saint. And she's Biden puppet 100% as well as the other chick. You know what I'm saying? So it's all a charade. It's all a game, man. Like this left, right is just right. It's, it's being exposed more and it's, more it's as a like farce. It's like all-star wrestling, you know? 
the guys are out there beating each other up, and then after they're done, they're having a beer with each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a charade. It's it's a clown show. Oh, basically, man. 100%, man. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate the call, but, my friend. But the West is falling apart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The West is falling apart, and, I, and, and the territories are going to start um, demanding stuff. And there's going to be some falling apart. And let's see how see how far England will will, will hold its territories. Yeah, because um, there's always like China could could move in, or Russia, or other nations mm-hmm. that are much larger on these little nations. Because once a little nation gets free, they're mm-hmm. not strong enough to protect themselves from another bigger nation next to them. Right. So so you it's going to be I a mean? battle. It's going to be a battle. To get free, so that's why the the Caribbean nations and the other territories they're gonna they they will have to come together in agreement to work together in order to to let the you know head of state and UK know that we're not doing this no more. We're not paying you. We don't want your face on our currency either because we're not paying you taxes for that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see that happening though, man. It would be good if it did, but it's unfortunate. The forces are the forces at play are too strong, man, for individuals to stand up unless they do it collectively, man. So. But it is what it is. Well, I see. I see. Like you say, as far as Satan and all his little doing, mm-hmm. he likes to start brush fires, mm-hmm. and he likes to make them brush fires get bigger fires. Yeah, and he likes to get people fighting each other. This is perfect stuff for him. Right. This is his territory. Just to cause problems. Steal, kill, and destroy, man. To keep us divided. As long as we divided, yeah, you know, we'll be fighting each other instead of fighting the real enemy, man. But hey, appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you. Be good. Be- uh, good stuff, man. Appreciate the call. It's always good to hear some uh, fresh voices. So uh, let me, uh, you know, Donald, I don't want to ignore you, my man. Let me, uh, let me see here. So it says uh, that's a coward way out. And so Donald, well, I mean, I just, I, I enjoy the interaction, man. So like, you know, a coward way out. Like, where am I? Where am I not being truthful at? Like, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And it says who is controlling people at the top? And, and so let me just bring this up here. So this is the pyramid of power that I love to use. Just a little symbolic representation of the current structure at play here and let me move some stuff out the way here if i could zoom in and i'm gonna end with this one just because it is getting late but at the bottom the debt slaves we know who those people are we got the world population control we got all these fake entities here media education system governments military teachers you name it churches you know all religions We got all the private corporations, the public-private partnerships for World Economic Forum. Then we got financial councils. We got the roundtable, trilateral commission role. Uh, We got the Club of Rome, Bilderberg, United Nations, whatever. And then at the very top is an image of the crown. But that I, the I above her, whose I is that? Who I would you say that is? And so I personally associate that I with the evilness that is portrayed through lucifer satan whatever you want to call it so to me that's who's at the top of all this that's who's calling the shots for his own minions to execute this agenda to take us towards a one world government with the one world currency but then even that plan will fail because he's already lost so that was that would be my answer to that question and so just using this example here, who's above the queen or soon to be Charles. So, and then, so the, 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 also, okay, we got the Rothschild. So yeah, the Rothschilds are definitely up there, but 
once again, if this is a spiritual batter, battle overall, who's influencing that, that bloodline, that family? It was like, so all this, you know, this, you know, sacrificing and trafficking, you know, all that stuff is, it's as it, sick and twisted as it is. It's a part of something that's thousands of years old. They've been sacrificing false gods. You know, we got all that stuff, man. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's at work still. Anyway, people, Club of Rome. Yep, those are all entities out there, man. It's at work. So anyway, but I just want to check in real quick. I thought I would just talk about this whole abolishing the British monarchy. Hopefully we see some developments and more territories deciding to denounce the uh, transition of Charles as head of state of their territories and, and just get those people out of, get, you know, get him, get that family out of their out of they, out of they way, man. Like, you know, that nothing good comes from following that old archaic model. Like the British monarchy is done. Like they're done. But people don't realize that yet. So anyway, man, uh, we will hear more about this moving forward. And uh, anyway, I hope everyone has a great night. Be blessed, be safe, and uh, be back at it tomorrow. Same time, same place. Peace.